Cougar Sports Saturday. It's complete. Another touchdown. Cougar Sports Saturday. Saturday. A presentation of KSL Sports. KSL Sports. Left wing for three. He got it again. BYU Sports Talk by Cougar fans for Cougar fans. Here are your hosts, Mitch Harper and Matt Biamonte. On Utah's legacy home of the Cougars. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back in Cougar Sports Saturday, KSL News Radio, Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte, every single Saturday. In season, off season, we're here noon to three here on your legacy home of the Cougars talking BYU sports. And we've teased it a few times. BYU football got a big addition back to its offensive line. Connor Pay going to be returning to anchor BYU's offensive line. It's noteworthy. Starting center for the Cougars. He's going to be coming back for one more year. I don't think it was... What's the word I'm looking for here? I, I pride myself on having a vast uh, array of vocabulary to paint any picture. I don't think it was a coincidence. That's the word I was looking for, Mitch, that the run game got better when he went back to center. I, that's where he should have been all along. I think Connor Pay, from what we know today, that is the biggest addition to the team in terms of people that could have left and had returned. T- Tyler Batty was big, but I feel like Connor Pay has the ceiling of being a NFL offensive lineman. And to bring him back is huge, especially when you're working in a new offensive lineman. And it sounds like BYU football has found their man. They did. And, you know, he had had weekly interviews with J.J. and Alex on the KSL Sports Zone. And he, after the season concluded and after Daryl Funk got let go, he noted with J.J. and Alex that there was not much accountability. And I think that he wanted to see... A is he told those guys back when he was kind of going through this decision process, he wanted to see a coach that was brought in that maybe brought a little more accountability. And at that time, there was a lot of buzz and smoke about maybe Jeff Grimes coming back. And you would have thought, you know, that would have definitely fit uh, for for Connor Pay and, and this group. But I think it's also telling that he's running it back, knowing that BYU has reportedly got their offensive line coach in place, that being Georgia Southern's T.J. Woods. He's currently coaching the offensive line for the Georgia Southern Eagles against Ohio in the Myrtle Beach Bowl at the moment. So I, I think that's maybe almost like an endorsement, like, hey, I, I can work with this guy. I'm going to be coming back, playing another year of college football, want to improve my draft stock, and also help BYU get back on track and find its placement in the Big 12 Conference. He needs another year at center, too. I, I think there's an element of this year did not go according to plan. It was bizarre we've talked about this at length so we don't need to go down this rabbit hole again but it was weird to me all along that he was center in spring then moved to guard back to center like tj woods first item of business is keep this dude at center please for next season that's that's where you build this offensive line with connor pay at center speaking of tj woods i don't know if we've had a chance to really break this down we haven't what are your thoughts on T.J. Woods being the next O-line coach? He's a he's a veteran coach. He's had experience here in the state of Utah, most uh, recently at Utah State. What do you think of T.J. Woods? Yeah, it hasn't been officially announced by BYU, but all the reports would indicate that T.J. Woods is going to be BYU's offensive line coach. What the title is exactly, is it run game coordinator? I'd probably imagine so. 
I think it's an okay hire. I just think it's got a similar makeup to what BYU's been in recent years. You look at the pro football focus grades on Georgia Southern, 81st in run blocking, eh, 22nd in pass blocking. Okay, I mean, that's kind of BYU what they've been the past two years. Look, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know all the intricacies of the offensive line, and I point to a pro football focus grade because it's like a statistical number to measure offensive line competency and performance. Uh, but I think that the the thing that I want to see the most from the offensive line, I want to see them get nasty in the run blocking. I want to see them be able to put push opposing defensive lines on their heels and get the most out of the talent that BYU has. BYU's got talent. This past two years, they had talent. You had Kingsley Suamatii at left tackle and right tackle the year prior. And how do you have just a subpar, almost historically bad offensive line where your head coach is saying they straight up whiffed? <laughs> <laughs> that was against West Virginia. Now, hey, hold on. Producer Nate, can you start a tally of how many shows in a row Mitch has worked whiffed into the show, look, please? But Kalani doesn't do that without reason. That's when you knew Daryl Funk was out the door when Kalani's saying he they whiffed. <laughs> I, I they know, whiffed, I, baby. I didn't know you love that word so much just, every week. Because it's, they such, whiffed. it's such a strong statement of like, they whiffed. Like, yeah. you just no-showed, basically, is right. what the, how I look at that. Yeah. And that's what they did in games. I thought they got better against Oklahoma and Oklahoma State because they got called out by Kalani, and it kind of inspired them a little bit to say, hey, I, w- I want to sh- have some sort of pride for this team. But they still got talent. They're going to be a revamped group, though. I mean, you look at that offensive line. We talked about Braden Kime. Does he run it back one more year? Caleb Etienne's expected to come back. You know what? I hope Caleb has a huge bounce back. I thought he got a little bit better against Oklahoma State. Still, though, there were games when you talk about the whiffing, it kind of coincided with Caleb. And let's just call it what it is. The eye in the sky, the film don't lie. Connor Pay comes back. He's going to be the top guy along with Waylon Lapuaho at, at guard. Waylon is an underrated guy. I thought he was maybe the best offensive lineman consistently this year, and he dealt with some injuries after that Kansas game. You get Jake Icorn back from Weber State. He recently converted to the church uh, as a you know he converted to the the got baptized during the season, which was a pretty cool moment for him. Uh, Peter Falanico, Trevin Osler, Jake Griffin is someone in the program they're very high on as far as an offense tackle, but he's got to add more weight. He even told me back in fall camp he needed to add 60 pounds oh, to boy. his frame, but he's already up to about, he's got about another 20 to go. He's he's working his way to where I bet spring ball he's a, he's a guy that could be a, a factor. Caden Chidester dealt with an injury, a shoulder, elbow sort of deal during uh, the season. Weston Jones from the Midwest, Wisconsin kid. He comes into the program. Ikenaso Tupo, who just recently committed, he'll be a good one down the road. But young, I mean, you got to get some offensive uh, offensive line transfers in here. They missed out on the San Jose State kid who just committed to Arkansas about an hour before we started our show. So they got to add some new personnel. So when TJ Woods officially gets boots on the ground, gets officially hired, they got to get some offensive line added to that room. That's pretty. It's going to be retooled next season. They need a, a guy or two for the portal, though. I, yes. I, there, there's some options there. I like that kid from Virginia who just entered the portal. What is his name? I'm trying to think it out. Is it ringing a bell to you? No. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up while we're chatting. But there's there's talent to work with. The TJ Woods hire to me. I'm willing to see what he can do. He's got some experience. He's worked it, with Kalani, too, at Oregon State. That should be noticed. So there's a little familiarity there. I have mixed feelings on that. I mean, it, I totally get it. You want to hire people that you trust and that you know. I, I'm, I don't disagree with that. However, 
I have felt this desire over the past three, four, five years to just go cast a wide net and see who is interested. What up-and-coming guys are there? I, I feel like there's a missed opportunity from time to time in these coaching hires to go identify some new, young, hot coach and see who it can be. I, I felt like that happened a little bit in the Lavelle era where he was hiring guys that you didn't know, and by the time they came out, they had long coaching careers. Yeah. And they don't all have to be that. I just sometimes wonder, I wasn't involved in the coaching search. I don't know all the people they interviewed. I totally get that. But from prior history, Mitch, it feels like there's a consistent theme here, which is who's someone we've worked with before, whether it be my time at Utah, my time at Utah State. Are they interested? That's where we go first. Or we promote from within. And I like promoting from within, and they may very well – do that with the final coaching spot. But I just was interested to know, and and maybe they did, I just would have liked to have seen maybe a few more people interviewed. Is there some up-and-coming guy? Like, honestly, was there another Ryan Pugh? Because that was sort of a surprise back when they brought him in for his only year. Now, there was the connection to Jeff Grimes, but that was no real connection outside of Jeff Grimes, some young and -and up-and-coming guy, and he worked. So I'm not going to say that the T.J. Woods hire is a bad one because it could very well work out. Yeah, I just was hopeful that maybe there was some unknown guy out there that they identified, but that was not the case. BYU is a tricky place because you wonder how many coaches that aren't familiar with BYU or Kalani want to stake their name to a program that has some unique nuances. Like Let's call it what it is. BYU is going to deal heavily with LDS recruits that want to go on missions and 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 have that background. And if, if you don't have that working relationship, it can be kind of a unique place. You got to shave your beard, things like that. I mean, there's just kind of nuances to BYU that has maybe an instant filter. You In a perfect world, though, you'd like what, say, Mike Gundy did at Oklahoma State where they were a disaster in 2022 on the defensive side. He casts a wide net and goes identifies a D, Division II coordinator, Brian Nardo, and then they get back to the Big 12 title game. Like that, that's it's sort of things like that because you can't tell me there's not some hot shot O line coach at the FCS Division II ranks that would say, I want to be an O line coach at a Big 12 program like BYU. I, I think, but at the same time, does Kalani want to get this quick fix now and get it shored up that he knows this can work with this guy who also has a little bit of a background with play calling as an offensive coordinator, which is a nice wrinkle to this offensive staff because you did lose Steve Clark who did have a little bit of offense coordinator background as well. So I'm okay with the hire. I think it's fine, and I will see what happens with this offensive line moving forward. It hasn't officially been announced yet by BYU. I got the guy from uh, the the Wahoos. It's Snoop Leota Amama. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was he was a recruit that BYU pursued quite a bit yep. going through the high school ranks, then he committed to Bronco, yeah. So he's in the portal. He's from his hometown, Lehigh, Utah. He's got that prior connection. I think that'd be a good get at guard alongside Lapawahu and Pay at center. No question. I mean, yeah, they've had some misses in the portal, and then that junior college player that committed to Purdue, they've had some recent misses. They got to kind of sure up and get some commitments out of that portal moving forward for BYU. Taking a break, we'll get a conference check in around the Big 12 Conference coming up next here on Cougar Sports Saturday.